You are now listening to the Moon Child. It's Monday, April 26th. We're getting close to sunset in about an hour or two. It's a nice gloomy day. As you know, the Sacramento weather changes every 24 hours. It was actually pretty, it was sprinkling on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. Woof, we're not going to talk about Saturday. Saturday was a long night for myself. It was a good night. I was luckily um, able to have Sunday off for my first day off in a long time. But some unfortunate news revolving my Sacramento Kings happened on Saturday. And that was De'Aaron Fox is out for the next 10 to 14 days due to health and safety protocol. Now I can be mad. I can be upset. Be like, oh, really, this is the time. But honestly, we've been getting lucky all year. As I said before, we were lucky with we weren't getting too many injuries other than Bagley, kind of, and that was towards the end of the season. And he's proved to me that we don't really, he doesn't really make a difference whether we win games or we lose games. We have issues bigger than him. He wasn't the X Factor type player that I thought he was going to be for us. But other than him, maybe some Rashawn Holmes injuries, but he doesn't miss more than like five games in a row. We begin really lucky in, in when it comes to injuries compared to a lot of other teams in the league. You look at the Warriors. They lost Klay Thompson for another season. The Brooklyn Nets are constantly dealing with injuries. The Lakers are dealing with injuries. Jamal Murray is out for the season. A whole lot of teams is dealing with injuries. I mean, look at the Rockets is with John Wall and Christian Wood the whole time. So I don't think the injury bug was really bothering us all season. We just found a way to go on two nine-game losing streaks and then go on winning streaks and play inconsistent basketball. And we're at a point where we put ourselves in a position where there isn't much time to catch up. And without De'Aaron Fox for the next 10 to 14 games, 10 to 14 days, means he's going to miss the next five to six games. And there's only 12 games left. We play the Mavericks tonight, and that's going to be 11. Uh, I'm pretty sure De'Aaron Fox, if he's missing the next 10 to 14 days, he's going to be out until May 5th, May 6th. And we would already play five to six games by then. And there's only 12 games left in the season. And the Kings are six and a half games behind the Warriors, who we just lost to last night with only 12 games left and being behind six and a half games with 12 games back it's not looking good especially when you don't have De'Aaron Fox for the next six games so things are not looking good simple as that I don't think there will be another run that's coming I'm not ruling it out nor am I enthusiastic about it though I was thinking that this team had one more run in them but without Fox that's going to be really tough that's our star player. That's our best player. But it's going to be interesting to see how Tyrese Halliburton finished the season. So now with De'Aaron Fox gone, Tyrese is going to be running the one. I really just want to see De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese start together as one and two. But, you know, Buddy Hill messes up all those plans. He missed like two games. But a thing about Buddy Hill, he doesn't miss games. So he's always going to be there, whether I like it or not. So... If it's another thing that I'm worried about is what if Tyrese plays fantastic and we go on a great run and 
What if he does push us to the playoffs with him starting at the one? Then I got to deal with this controversy about Tyrese or Fox, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not trying to deal with that. I think they play well, very well together. We just got to let it happen. Not Tyrese playing the three. Um, I just want to see Tyrese at the two, Fox at the one. And there really is no, you know, it's positionless. I just want to see them two rock the backcourt. And we'll get a lengthier, you know, get a real a real three and a real four. And not run this three-guard lineup with Buddy Hill. So, as far as the way this season is going to go out, you know, we're playing all playing teams. I, I like our chances versus the Thunder. But I feel like we need Fox versus the Pacers. I feel like we need Fox versus the Mavericks. I feel like we need Fox versus the Grizzlies. I feel like we need them um, for every opponent. The Lakers and Jazz. We got to play the Lakers and Jazz without Fox. So that's not going to really help us. The more games, I think we only have two more games to lose to really put us out this play-in tournament. So it's not looking good. It's looking like we're going to be drafting around the 6th to ninth position. And yes, I'm starting to get ready for draft talk, but I already made my my wishes clear. Now, there's two people I want when it comes to drafting top 10. If we're top three, I want Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley is the dream. Evan Mobley is the dream. He's the rim protector that we need. He's the center that we need and that, we, that will desperately help. And I think when I watch Evan Mobley play, I literally see so many shades of Anthony Davis. Uh, when he was in college, you know, he was skinny, but he was just able to protect the rim and do his job. He doesn't have no signature skill. He just gets buckets when he needs to. Now there's questions that, you know, he needs to be more aggressive, but that doesn't bother me. There's thing, there's certain things that will bother me. It's like when he has bad defense or when he has a bad motor. Being more aggressive or polishing your offensive game does not worry me when you have the other things there already where you already have defensive IQ he can guard one through five. He has the footwork to do it. And he knows where he's at defensively, and he can change a team defensively. And I think that's something that the Kings need. Really, we really need a rim protector. I'm tired of every team doing whatever they want on us in the paint and us having undersized big men just getting destroyed by premier big men in the league. The game is won at the paint, whether you want to shoot all these threes or not. We've seen how the Lakers won the championship last year, and it's because the game is won to paint. And we're going to see how the game is won this year. And as you all know, I really have Philly as a favorite because the way that Embiid is working the post right now with the supporting cast he got. But if we're not in the top five, because right, like, right now we're looking like we're in a position where we're drafting around from sixth to ninth. Scotty Barnes is the priority. Scotty Barnes is the priority if we're not top five pick. The guys, you know, there's obviously Evan Mobley, there's Kuminga. I would be cool with Jalen Green, even Kate Cunningham. We won't we wouldn't need Jalen Suggs. But Scotty Barnes is really the priority. And I was looking at the tape. And he played, he went to a team full of a lot of upperclassmen. And he brought a lot of energy and communication and defensive leadership. That is very rare. Um, I see a lot of Draymond Green with him. In, inside of him where he can also play make his offensive game is completely raw but I don't care about his offensive game show me what he could do I feel like offense can always be developed defense can't necessarily be taught the same way motor can't be taught passion communication that's not always taught that's just something within and that's something that he has
Um, he His game is very similar to Draymond's. And he also has athletic measurements that Draymond does not have. Now, what Draymond has that makes will probably make him a Hall of Famer is high, high-level IQ. And that's something to be developed. But he does have enough IQ when it comes to playmaking. So when you think of Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes is 6'9", with a seven foot three wingspan. He's able to guard every single position. He was picking up point guards from half court. I mean, actually, no, not half court, from 94 feet. Um, if you don't know what 94 feet means, he was picking them up on full court. He's able, He has the wingspan to be with bigger guys that are like, you know, seven foot. And he can obviously guard the people. You know, he can obviously guard two, threes, and fours. And he has the foot speed to do it. My main thing is he brings communication. He brings passion. He can change the morale of a team. I'm not asking Scotty Barnes to go be that guy and give us, you know, 20 to 30. That's not what we need. We already got Fox to be able to give us 30. We need that, you know, we need that guy that's willing to be a leader on the defensive end and bring that dog. We really need that dog. And I think he brings that dog mentality. He can really help bring that dog mentality to this team. And it's, it's a lot of the Draymond factor. You see what Draymond was able to bring to the Warriors with Stephen Clay. You know, Stephen Clay is not no. I don't know, they built that dog mentality because of the championships they won and because they're playing the court. But having that guy with Draymond, that glue guy, that guy that makes winning basketball plays, is absolutely necessary. You see the Heat, the reason why they went so far. Bam Adebayo, he was making winning basketball plays. Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, making winning basketball plays. You go look at that Raptors squad. Serge Ibaka, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, making winning basketball plays. It's the little things, and those really, those little things really, you know, matter. And I, and Scotty Barnes, what he brings to the table, he brings solid playmaking. He brings defense where he can guard one through five, and he brings, you know, you're not going to be able to shoot threes in his face with that seven three wingspan. He's able to push the ball up in the court. In transition, he can be, uh, you know, he can be a finisher when it comes to the fast break, and he can be an option where, you know, you can throw to the top of the key, and Tyrese Halliburton or even Buddy Hield, if he's still on the team, will have the time to go around screens. I would love to see how Scotty Barnes is as a, you know, as a screener. Is he willing to, you know, set screens? Can he be a part of the pick and roll game as a screener and a roller? I hope that he can develop something, but he's really well. He's really good with the ball in his hands as well. He was averaging four assists, at least four assists a game, which is pretty impressive at the college level, where you know the leaders of assists is around six or seven um, on the at the high level conferences. So I really hope that he can find a way to our team, um, put him in that power forward spot, and I see a starting lineup of Fox, Halliburton, Barnes, Scotty Barnes. Oh, whoa. We have two Barnes, actually. Scotty Barnes, Harrison Barnes, and our center, our future center, which I will be getting into. Now, I don't know if we have a second-round pick, but I'm going to say this name again. Namius Queta from Portugal. He went to Utah State. They have him as a second-round guy. I truly think that he can be like a Mitchell Robinson. Um, this dude, he has good feet. He protects the rim. He's huge. And I watched him lay everything out on the line in the tournament where he played all 40 minutes. He got nearly 10 blocks. Did his job on a way less talented team compared to Texas Tech. And he showed me a lot of good things. 
Um, he has a solid jump shot. He just needs to be more aggressive offensively. But I'm not worried about offense. Trust me, I really don't give a fuck about offense when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. I really don't. I don't care about it at all. I'm watching this team let everybody and anybody score on us. I want some defensive. I want to change defensively. I really do. I want to see this team be able to defend. Because if this team is able to get stops, I believe this team can be offensively top 10 easily with Tyrese being the playmaker that he is and Fox being this, the type of threat he is with the shooters around, whether it's either Buddy or Harrison Barnes. Anybody I feel like can play with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. I truly think that. I truly, truly believe that. Now, as I said before, our you know our draft position is six to nine. I'm not a I'm not with tanking. If we can finish off the season strong, that's fine. No matter how strong we finish it, because I don't think we're going to be able to go on that eight game winning streak again. And it doesn't look like that's happening. And if we're you know winning a game and then losing a game, if you're just you know over 500 a little bit these next 12 games, we're still going to be in that six to nine spot. Now. If there's any other team other than the Kings that gets Evan Mobley, which is more like an 80% chance that will happen, I hope the Cavs are able to get Evan Mobley. And here's why. I have a theory if the Cavs can get Evan Mobley. Because that's a need. They That's that's something that they need. They already got their small forward, Isaac Okoro. They already got their backcourt set with Garland and um, Colin Sexton. You know, I don't think they would look at, you know, I don't think they would want or maybe, you know, I mean, Kate Cunningham could add to that or I don't see what how Jalen Green would be able to add to that. They really need a big man to solidify. Um, they still have that Kevin Love contract. They just got rid of Drummond and they can avoid paying the guy that I want, Jared Allen, if they get Evan Mobley. Now, if they have Evan Mobley, that means they can move on from Jared Allen. And they also need to, you know, solidify their power forward spot. I don't think they're going forward with Larry Nance. I don't think they're going forward with Kevin Love. I think they can use another young power forward, and then they can get their starting five together. And that young power forward, I hope that they're interested in, is Marvin Bagley. And my whole theory on this is if we can do a sign and trade, because Jared Allen does become a restricted free agent this year. Cavaliers have rights to them. They have rights to match any offer that any other team had, um, has for them. If the Kings can find a way to move Buddy or Barnes, clear up some money, Jared Allen has to be a priority. And I feel like we can do a sign-in trade that can work in, work in favor for both teams. Where they get Marvin Bagley, who was a number two overall pick. Still a lot of potential. I think he just turned 22, I believe. And we can get our center for the for the future and hopefully for the next six to ten years to pair up with fox and halliburton and jared allen i would love to have jared allen on this team i feel like he's the missing piece we just need to solidify this rim protection and then the threes and the fours can come around and you know if we had scotty barnes i'm looking at a lineup a dream lineup where we have De'Aaron fox tyrese halliburton harrison barnes scotty barnes and Jared Allen, and then having guys like Terrence Davis, DeLon Wright, maybe even Maurice Harkless coming back, coming off the bench, Namius Queta, if we hopefully draft him in the second round, coming as the backup center, and then another role player, glue guy, and we still got Kyle Guy, 
Uh, we still have Jemias Ramsey. We still have Robert Woodard. Um, and then plugging in like that. But I'm looking at that starting five. I think this is going to be a real starting five. So, Jared Allen is the dream. That's a dream scenario. Don't get me wrong. That is a dream scenario where we can get Jared Allen. But if I want Evan Mobley to land anywhere that's not my team, I hope it's the Cavaliers. Because then the Cavaliers are going to have a decision to make where they don't have to keep Jared Allen. They can take the you know the cheaper one, the cheaper higher potential um, in Evan Mobley. And then have to, you know, do a sign and trade, and then they can get a young power four like Marvin Bagley. Who I would hope that would happen. Trust me, I really hope that happens. As far as the offseason, I mean, I kind of already went over it before. Is to, we need to trade Buddy and Bagley. Uh, Buddy, I think he needs a fresh new start. I don't think he's worth $24 million for our team. I mean, we tried to make him the number one score. It's just that he never developed into that guy where I'm going to keep comparing him to. He's not a Zach Levine, a Victor Oladipo, or even like a Devin Booker. Those are the shooting guards that I that we traded DeMarcus Cousins for. I expected, I won't say Devin Booker, but Oladipo and Zach Levine's a great example where the Timberwolves where the Bulls were going to rebuild, they trade their star Jimmy Butler, and they got a young guy like Zach Levine, hoping that he could become that guy, become a star. And he did. Same thing with Pacers. Pacers got rid of Paul George, and they got two stars in return, in Sabonis and Oladipo. We got rid of DeMarcus Cousins, and we ended up with Buddy Hill. And obviously, I think both teams lost that trade in a way. I mean, I guess we ended up winners because we ended up getting Fox out of it. Um, with the swap pick that we had with them. But it is, it's disappointing. But I like what Tyrese brings to the table more than Buddy Hill. I just feel like me as a shooter personally, I don't feel like Buddy moves without the ball enough. I don't feel like he has that same motor that uh, I see with Steph Curry move out the, with moving without the ball or Klay Thompson, J.J. Redick, Duncan Robinson. I don't see that in Buddy. He makes a lot of threes. He's on pace to make, you know, he's been on pace to, he's made the most threes um by the start of his career you know he has those numbers but he came into the league where the league was already changing he came in in 2016 where Steph Curry set the league on another level in that in his second MVP year so he came into the league that benefits him and that's why he's able to get so much money and that's why he can be so valuable but I feel like with Ty we're overpaying him I feel like what Tyrese brings to the table is much better and it's towards our future and Buddy has kind of stayed stagnant. And as far as Bagley, I don't like I said before, I don't think he wants to be there. It doesn't really work out unless he really improves his defense. But I don't see him. My thing is he already looks checked out. Where I don't even he obviously is not going to re-sign with us. Whether when he becomes an unrestricted free agent, you know what I'm saying. So I would love to get some value in for that for defense. And I think we can get some good value while we can. And if he thrives somewhere else, I won't be mad. Um, it's all about a mentality thing. But trade him and his dad. And we got to get a fresh new start. That was Monty's pick. I mean, that wasn't Monty McNair's pick. That was Vlade's pick. And this is the Monty McNair era right now. And I'm fully capable. I think he's fully capable of turning this thing around. I trust him. He's made, he's made great trades. He's made great draft picks. He let Bogdanovich walk, who had a great night the other night, 
but we didn't pick up on that contract. We He did a good job replacing Bogdanovich with Tyrese Halliburton. And I feel like Tyrese Halliburton will for sure be a better player than what Bogdanovich is. And the trades that he made with Terrence Davis um, for DeLon Wright, Mo Harkless, I think those were good, solid moves for us to try to at least compete. We didn't capitalize. Um, so that's basically how the season's. And I'll do a reflection on the season when the season's over. Uh, we're not entirely there yet because anything can happen. I mean, y'all know this team has showed that they can turn things around and surprise me in ways that I don't expect. So it's never over till it's over. But I'm just talking about the reality, not having your star player for these next important games where there's very few games left and there's very little room for error. It's not looking too, it's not looking too great. Another thing is, I think we got to move on from Luke Walton. It's time. We, gotta, we see what the Knicks are doing. We see what the Suns are doing. Obviously, Luke wasn't that guy to turn us around. We need to be able to have a good enough season where we can showcase ourselves, where there could be a, a star that wants to come and play with Fox and play with Tyrese and build some pieces around that. But we got to start with building a winning culture. Sacramento itself is not going to attract free agents. But if you build a winning culture... You will get some guys to come over and play with the young talent, young stars that we have developing. It can work like that. Winning basketball can change everything. And as far as a lot of the players' knowledge and a lot of the people that's coming in, we haven't been to the playoffs since 2006. Until you start building a winning culture, nobody's going to come come over here. They look at Sacramento as a place where your career dies, and that's basically the reality of it right now. And until we get that change, which I think is coming real soon, nothing's going to change. We need that coach. We need Obviously, we need a coach that's going to get to the players mentally. Um, obviously, as I said before, I don't think Luke Walton gets the team mentally. I think he's good as an assistant coach. Whether it comes to X's and O's and drawing plays, I don't think he's a terrible coach with that. Decision-making can be eh. But I do think that the roster he was dealing with wasn't necessarily a playoff roster well actually yeah uh, i feel like to get into play in that that could have been possible this year for, for surely there's no excuses about that and i'm watching tom thibodeau change the complexion of the knicks i'm watching the Suns, you know go from uh, even though they got chris paul but they were their number two seed in the west but my main thing is look at the grizzlies you know the grizzlies haven't had jaron jackson all year they missed jaw for like two weeks and they've been competing and playing, trying to play high-level basketball on a consistent basis. And when we're not playing high-level basketball on a consistent basis, that you know that 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 shows me that there's a disconnect. That shows me that there's not enough passion and not enough want that you want to win every game, that you want to go to the play-in tournament. That's what the that's the type of fire that the Knicks are playing with on a night-to-night basis. And we're not doing that. We There's nights where we come in, we look checked out. The Warriors, they don't... I be seeing and they lose close games. You know, there's a difference where you're just constantly losing close games. You're not being able to close, you know, close out games. That was the type of vibes I was getting from that Dave Yeager last year. And um, where, you know, the team is young. They're just not knowing how to close games. But when there's nights where I'm like, f- you know, fuck. They're just not playing hard. Like, they look checked out. I, that doesn't sit right with me. You know, I'm like I said... You know, you can always make mistakes. I can forgive mistakes, but I can't forgive not somebody not giving their full effort. And that's how it be. So 
We need a coach that won't allow, you know, that a coach that makes you not want, makes you want to give a hundred percent of effort on a night-to-night basis. So that that's that's very important. We're gonna see where we can go, get a new coach. Hopefully, um, I'm hoping that is Jason Kidd. I think bringing a point guard mine with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton would grow their game greatly. And I'm not going to hate Luke Walton. I'm like, you know, people hate this era. He did not mess up the development for Fox, and I am truly appreciative for that. But sometimes you just got to move on to another guy. And it seems, you know, same thing because the Kings keep firing their coach every two years or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But it's a new era. This is not Monty's guy. Monty's, I feel like, get a chance to handpick his guy. And I think Jason Kidd in California going up to the north. He's from the Bay Area. Thing, trying to start something in Sacramento and bring something back could be a cool a, a good challenge for him and having a star like De'Aaron Fox where he can develop his game like he did for Giannis um, so I really like the idea with him and Halliburton um, being under Jason Kidd as far as re-signing people I don't want to overpay Rashawn Holmes Rashawn Holmes brings great energy I think as a six man he can be very valuable I think he can win six man of the year but as a starting center, I think it's just too much for him to ax. Um, I do not want to blame a lot of the defensive reasons on him. There is a lot of worse defensive liabilities. But his size, he cl- came out here and claimed that he's you know definitely top 10. Um, he should be a, a all-NBA all defender. And I totally disagree. Because when it comes to the best, when it comes to Jokic, Embiid, uh, Vucevic, cat we're getting fried every single time we play against a good big man i am scared to death because i already know they're gonna go get 40 not even 30 no they're getting 40 on us and i've seen it happen way too many times i want a defensive i want a real rim protector jared allen mitchell robinson miles turner we need rim protection i'm fine with bringing back Rashawn holmes but for like 15 to 20 million nah the most i'm willing to go is to nine to ten million Another player that we need to resign, to actually resign. I don't want to overpay Rashawn Holmes. The player that we need to resign is Terrence Davis. I think two years um, for at least seven to eight million is fine. I like his mentality. I like what he brings to the table. He's versatile. He's a very versatile wing. He plays competitive defense. He needs to be a little bit more consistent with the jump shot, but he has the jump shot. And I think he's a perfect spark plug coming off the bench. I would love to resign Mo Harkless. He's cheap. He brings an edginess that I haven't seen nobody really bring to our team this year. He can be versatile defender. And he's a solid guy coming off the bench, in my opinion. But other than that, defense, 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 defense. They realize the guys that I want to resign, they play good defense. I don't care about offense at the moment. I feel like our offense can be worked around. Offense can be developed. We have guys in, coming from the G League and Jemias Ramsey. Robert Woodard, we got still got Kyle Guy. I'm tired of watching teams score on us with ease. We need a defensive edginess. I want us to be. I want a defensive presence to be known. I'm tired of watching every team score and do whatever they want on us. I'm sick of it. I'm honestly sick of it. But yeah, that's my little thing about the Kings. I'm gonna title it. That's all, folks, because that's really what it is. With De'Aaron Fox getting that health and safety thing i'm like damn i was really excited for them to try to go on a run but without our guy without our star it's it's not looking likely to happen 
it's not looking likely to happen and it's coming to end this roller coaster season is coming to end but it's not over yet let's see what the score is um in the first quarter they're actually they're playing right now we'll see we'll see what the score is we are winning 20 to 3 versus the mavericks wow now this can change you know <laughs> the nba is a game of runs you know we're winning 20 to 3 right now i go to the gym i work out for you know an hour or two and i'm gonna get back home uh, before the fourth quarter ends and then bam we might be down 10 you never know what happens but hey it's nice to see that we're up 20 to 3 right now harrison barnes got a fast nine points tyrese halliburton just getting assists with ease with four assists right now but I've I've been trying to tell y'all it's been a roller coaster all year. There's no there's no such thing as consistency with this team right now. But we're getting there. As I said before, the future is still bright. Now, before I conclude this episode, I want to talk about what I got for my 45th episode coming. This is episode 44. I got the I'm gonna do a special draft episode. 49ers are making the selection for their franchise QB, and the media is just having a field day with it. Because of what we gave up um, and what we're sacrificing and because it's the quarterback position, so many rumors and all that. Look, we don't know who they're going to pick. We're not going to know until Thursday. I'm going to go into it, probably do another mock draft or whatever. But that's my plans for my 45th episode. And yeah, I can't wait to come with that one. I'm really nervous for that draft day. But I do trust the people making the decision. And we're going to see how it goes, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or even Zach Wilson, if he falls to us. I'm cool with all five quarterbacks, to be very honest. It's basically because of the team that we are. We're a Super Bowl team. These quarter, these rookie quarterbacks are going to, whoever comes to the Niners, it's not going to the Jets, not going to the Jaguars. Whoever's coming to the Niners is having a chance to win a Super Bowl where you have a roster that's ready to win and compete, and you're going to be able to sit behind a guy who taking this team to the Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo so that's a conversation for another day that's coming up on Thursday so it's exciting I'm getting in the process of moving as well I moved this Saturday May 1st into my new place I'm gonna have a little desk and I'm gonna be able to start recording my episodes from my new room I'm really really looking forward to that and I'll make sure to keep y'all updated but other than that I gotta get going gotta get to the gym real quick I hope all y'all are living lavish. I hope y'all are doing well. Appreciate the things that you do got. I appreciate the people that are taking the time to listen to this or like listening to this. I'm passionate about it. I really enjoy coming on here, being vulnerable, talking about what I like and just expressing myself freely in the way that I choose to. So hope you have a wonderful evening, wonderful night, whatever it is. And I'm out of here. Peace.